0: Jones resets to the shotgun, gets the snap, hands it to Elliott, who goes switching to the left side, gets to the 20, loose to the 30, to the 40, down the left side, to the 50 goes Elliott, he's going to take it to the house, 30, 20, 10, touchdown Ezekiel Elliott, 85 yards. You are listening to the Buckeye Sports Blitz. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. My name is Nick. This is the Buckeye Sports Blitz. Ohio State, in dominating fashion, defeats Penn State 38-25. And really, the game was not as close as the score might have indicated it was. And really, Ohio State dominated since the first play of the game. The Garrett Wilson 62-yard run scored on uh, a few plays right after that. Master Teague. I thought the offensive line looked much improved from last week. They looked like the best offensive line in the country. Like I've been talking about them pretty much all offseason. And like I've mentioned before, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, that is the best one-two receiving punch in the country. Sort of feel bad for Jamison Williams. Those other guys, just they're not getting involved as much. And I don't think it's because they're not capable. I just think these uh, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are just two elite wide receivers. Both are NFL ready now. Garrett Wilson can't leave. He's only a true sophomore. But both of those guys are NFL ready right now. Chris Olave is going to leave at the end of the year. He's a junior. He's going to be a first rounder. Next year, Garrett Wilson will be a first rounder. So just enjoy that, and hopefully we can, like I keep saying it, just take it day by day, game by game, and hopefully we get to finish this season and see what these two guys can do down the stretch. Because just Justin Fields and those two guys, Wilson and Olave, man, that's a pretty lethal combination. I thought Master Teague ran well. He looked a little bit like he did last year, had a little bit more juice, a little bit more hop in his step. I thought he ran hard. One thing I've noticed from last year, much improved, is the running backs blocking out of the backfield. Trey Sermon and Master Teague seem to do a really, really good job at that. And the last couple years with Mike Weber and J.K. Dobbins, they really were not good pass blockers out of the backfield. So that's something I've already noticed that has improved from last year. And what can you say about Justin Fields? And people have have just assumed Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one pick. I don't know. If he keeps playing like this, He just super efficient. He's making all the right decisions, making all the right throws. He had, I can't tell you, probably 10 or 12 just pure NFL throws Saturday night. And it makes it look a whole lot easier when you have two pure NFL wide receivers to be throwing to. He's 28 of 34, 82% for 318 yards and four touchdowns. And I just thought he, again, had another phenomenal performance. And Ohio State's offense had 526 yards, and it's scary to think that the running game still really hasn't gotten going yet, at least to Ohio State standards. But overall, it's another solid performance. There's some definitely things that uh, there's some probably some plays they want back. The Garrett Wilson drop touchdown, he catches that nine out of ten times. That's one that you don't expect to see that very often out of him. The Josh Meyer bad snap in the red zone, fortunately, did not cost Ohio State. They scored on three or four plays after that. But still, there's definitely some things to, to to clean up and work on. But really, it's scary to think that they can have a couple bad series or bad plays and still put up over 500 yards of offense. So it's just scary to think, once they get rolling on all cylinders, what this team can do down the stretch. And they left points on the field. Obviously, the two chip shot field goals missed. You can't have that. And that goofy whatever the hell happened at halftime, I actually didn't know it happened. I can't I walked outside at halftime, came back in, noticed they had three more points, and nobody could tell me what the hell happened. And there's kind of a lot going on because the Halloween night and everything, so I couldn't really focus in and listen to what they were saying on the coverage. I didn't know about it until I rewatched the game the next morning. So that was three free points to Penn State. So there's automatically nine point swing right there. So this game really could have been a whole lot worse. And that bad roughing the passer call against Baron Browning, which I'm all for player safety and the game evolving and changing. But come on, there's no way in hell that's roughing the passer. It was textbook. He did everything right. He didn't slam him. He didn't lean on him with his body. He got off of him. He hit him right when the ball came out. And that was a third and long. And so, really, they scored on that drive. And so, that was a free drive right there. So, there's free seven points right there. Really, if it wasn't for their wide receiver making two insane catches, which, by the way, Sean Wade just played okay. He did not have his best game. Really, if it wasn't for those two catches, Ohio State's defense kept them in check all night. Pete Warner continues to impress me. I think he gets better game by game. He is all over the field. He's got deceptive speed. He's got great closing speed. Tommy Togiai is just an absolute beast up the middle. He was defensive player of the week with seven tackles and three sacks. Haskell Garrett, also up the middle, was disruptive. Defensive end, Jonathan Cooper. It's nice to see him healthy, flying around, making plays, contributing to the team. Really, I thought it was a solid performance, and they're going to give up some plays. And, and again, just like I said on offense, there's some plays they want back, but It's good. Now they have stuff to continue to work on. And uh, they lost defensive back, cornerback Cam Brown. He is out for the year. So as I've talked in some of the other episodes, any loss at any position is a huge blow. And so that's going to impact the team for sure. So definitely there's going to be some young guys that are going to have to step up and what would a lot of people thought was maybe a concern going into the year with the cornerbacks. So at this point in the season, the only thing that's going to get in Ohio State's way is the virus. When you look at Ohio State, compare them to any other team in the Big Ten, Ohio State is superior at talent, depth, and coaching. There is not a program in the Big Ten that comes even remotely close to any of those three things. And this team didn't have a normal offseason. They didn't have their normal cupcake setup game. So I personally think this team, they haven't even just begun to scratch the surface of what they're capable of. Thought it was a great win, thought it was a solid win. Anytime you can beat Penn State by double digits, you'll take that any day of the week. And like I said, hopefully we can just get through the season, take it day by day, take it game by game. And before we wrap up, don't forget, check out the show's website, com. Click the menu cursor if you're using your phone or a mobile device. It's got the offensive team leaders, offensive stats, defensive stats. This afternoon, I'll have the defensive team leaders on there. So there's going to be about 10 players, all their stats, numbers, everything right there. Just with a click of a button, you can bring it up. It's basically, it's for Buckeye Nerds, made by Buckeye Nerd. I use it. So if you enjoy following the team, knowing the numbers, knowing the stats, that's there for you as a quick reference. Check that out. That's it for today. Thank you for listening. Be safe, Buckeye Nation. Go Bucks. I hate Michigan. I hate Michigan. I hate Michigan. Fuck the Wolverines. I hate Michigan. I hate Michigan. I hate Michigan. Michigan. Fuck the Wolverines.